0: Welcome, everyone, to Lakeshore Christian Church's midweek video podcast. I'm Pastor Randy Cordell. We're coming to you live from our studio at our Antioch campus here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Each week on the podcast, we take some time to look back on the previous week's message and a series that we're doing here at Lakeshore Christian Church, and then we preview the message coming up the next week. And we also uh, announce things that are coming up here at the church to help keep you informed and up-to-date on what's happening if you haven't already done so, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast. Just hit that subscribe button. You might also want to hit that notification bell. It notifies you each time a new episode is posted. We come to you live at uh, noon on Wednesdays, but then it's uh, posted, and you can listen to it or watch it any time after that on most popular podcast platforms. Well, this past week, we finished up a message series that we've been doing called Deeply Rooted. In this series, we looked at how rooting ourselves uh, in our faith, rooting ourselves and our walk with Jesus involves several steps that we need to take to really live the life God has called us to. The first week we talked about rooting ourselves and sharing the good news of the gospel and how we need to look for opportunities all the time to share that good news with others. And I know people are sometimes scared to do that, but one of the easiest things to do, easiest ways to to really get into that process is simply to Tell your story. Tell what Jesus has done for you, uh, how it's changed your life to, to be a follower of Jesus, and tell about maybe if you're connected to a church and involved in serving, how that uh, is an important part of your life. It's just telling your own story. Uh, and a lot of people um, are wanting to share their stories so you could ask them about their life and what's going on with them, and it opens up that conversation. And when we do that, the Holy Spirit guides us in that conversation to be able to share in a good way uh, the good news about Jesus. Well, then we looked at how rooting our lives in faith and our faith in Christ can help us live lives that honor God. And when we do that, God works in us and through us to produce good fruit. And one of the amazing things that happens with that is we connect with others who are doing that sharing their faith walking in that faith being deeply rooted in their faith joined together we produce even more fruit than any of us could by ourselves so sharing our faith uh, being rooted deeply in that faith and then we talked about how we need to be deeply rooted in prayer and bible study those are two of the spiritual disciplines that if we practice those regularly we grow deeper in our walk with christ and we We mature, we grow up to be more like Jesus. And rooted in prayer and Bible study as a habit, as a spiritual discipline, guides us and directs us in life. It keeps us connected to the source in prayer. And in Scripture, we're connecting directly to God himself. And God then can uh, direct our path, uh, give us the wisdom and the insight and the discernment that we need to have to make good decisions in our lives. And this past week, we finished up the series talking about how we need to be deeply rooted in community. Uh, And the community God designed for us to be connected to is the church. That's the community. That's the family of God, the body of Christ, and the bride of Christ. So he wants us to be connected to him in the church. And when we connect to him in the church, it automatically connects us to others that are connected to Christ in the church. I loved, uh, I talked about, I was reading recently about, as I was preparing in this series, the messages, I was reading about the redwood trees out in California, these huge trees. I've always been fascinated by how large they are. Uh, And I'd seen pictures, you know, as a kid growing up. And it's just amazing to me. Uh, They grow to be over 300 feet high. Some of them are over 2,500 years old. And as I was thinking about being deeply rooted, My first thought was, like a lot of people, to be that big of a tree, that broad, that tall, standing up against the storms that come through that area, I thought they must have very, very deep root systems. But as I read about this uh, phenomenon of these huge trees, what I found out was the root systems aren't really all that deep. But what they do that's, that's unique is as big as these trees are, Their root systems intertwine with each other so that no one tree is standing alone. They're all connected to each other, and they all give each other strength by being rooted together, uh, linked together in their root system. So when the storms come and the winds blow and the lightning flashes, these huge trees remain firm. Uh, The trees support and protect each other, and each tree... Is important to all the other trees. And that's the emphasis that we looked at in last week's message from Romans 12: is how we all need to be connected to, rooted together in the community of the church, because we all have a part to play. We all uh, have sets of skills and talents and uh, gifts that God gives us that complement each other and their gifts and their abilities and their resources. And linked together with each other, every one of us is stronger than any one of us would ever be on our own. If we're going to stand the test of time and walking with Jesus and face up to the storms and temptations and the trials that come our way, we're going to need to be stronger than any of us can be by ourselves. So we need to be connected, of course, to Christ. But in Christ, being connected to each other adds greater strength to our faith, to our walk with Jesus. So whatever gift we have, we, we use that gift, but we use it not just to benefit ourselves, but we use it to benefit others in the church. Uh, in Romans 12, Paul uses the illustration of how we're all parts of the body, and each part has a role to play. And I love that concept. It's found several times in Scripture where we all uh, have these Uh, these makeups of our physical bodies with all these different parts and each part works a certain way and each part contributes to the good of the whole. Your body is healthiest when all the parts are working together well. Well, the same thing is true for the church. We're all parts of the church, the the body of Christ and the church is the healthiest it can be when all the parts are functioning using uh, the gifts and the abilities and the resource God gives us so that we're functioning the way God wants us to function. He designed us to function in the church. And if I'm doing that, and you're doing that, and this person is doing that, and that person is doing that, all of that put together makes for a very healthy body. And we talked about in Scripture how it emphasizes that the motivating factor for doing that is the greatest motivating factor of all. It's love that should motivate us, to stay connected to Christ, but also to connect to each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. Sincere love for God, sincere love for the lost, sincere love for our brothers and sisters in Christ, that will keep us hanging on and, and, and being strong even when we're facing great challenges. So if we deeply love God and we deeply love each other, then even when we're tempted and tried and tested and might not feel like hanging on love can cause us to hang on even then god loves us that way that even when we fail even when we come short even when we're not doing what we ought to do god's love is strong uh, and it's the it's the love in scripture that is described with the word agape agape is a self-sacrificing love it's a love that seeks what's best for others not just for ourselves The great news is, is when we seek what's best for others in the church, and the kingdom of God, it's good for us too. It blesses us too. So we're all made stronger in that love we have for one another. And we finished up last week talking about God's design is is that we are not meant to do life alone. When the early church began to form, Jesus' uh, followers were facing great challenges. Uh, we forget that even though the early church was was uh, powerful and successful and it grew quickly, they faced tremendous challenges from the very beginning. The first Christians were Jews who, who decided that Jesus really was the Messiah talked about in Scripture, and they decided to commit their lives to him. And when, a, when Jews did that, we have to remember in their culture at that time, if their whole family didn't do that with them, it meant that, many members of their family were going to cut them off because in their eyes, they've forsaken their faith to become Christians. They've forsaken Judaism, and, and that was the faith of the family. And so when you decided not to do that anymore but to become a follower of Jesus, many times the family would cut them off. And so they would lose that support of the family. They would lose sometimes uh, also jobs because uh, they would be employed by family members or by other Jewish uh, people who were committed to that faith, and, and they would see you as somebody who had forsaken the faith, and oftentimes jobs would be lost in that process. So they were sacrificing a lot to decide to follow Jesus. In addition to that, uh, early on in the life of the church, the Roman government began to persecute the church. So not only are you Oftentimes in that time when you converted to Christianity, losing the support of your family, you were also putting yourself at risk for persecution. And so with those kinds of challenges in place, along with other everyday challenges that all Christians face, it was important to know that you didn't have to do this alone, that you had a, a support group around you when you make that decision and when you're wanting to hold on to your faith, having that support group around you is important. And that's One reason God gave us the church, the family of God, the church, because we all need that support system around us in our walk with Christ. I love this description in Acts of the early church uh, lifestyle, what they were doing together as a church. It says this in Acts 2, beginning with verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to breaking of bread and to prayer. And then listen to this description of their ongoing life. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders They were truly a family. They looked out for each other. They took care of each other. They sacrificed for each other. They held each other accountable. That's the picture of the early church. Our goal is to be a continuation of that church here at Lakeshore and many other congregations like us all over the world. And and that's why I love being a part of this fellowship is because we see that happening at Lakeshore. We see that happening in the life of of other brothers and sisters in Christ uh, in the United States and around the world, as we work together uh, as part of the body of Christ, we see that care. We see that sacrifice being made. Uh, we have so many that are doing that for the good of the church, that are serving and using their gifts and their abilities. If you're not connected to a local church already, I want to encourage you to take that step because God did not mean for you to live the Christian life without that connection. Uh, We want to uh, invite you if you're not part of a church already and you live in this area to come and visit with us. We'd love to meet you and get to know you and and help you make that connection. If you if you live somewhere else, we encourage you find a good local church there. Get connected and involved there and be a supporting part of that family of God in that location. Well, I'm very excited about uh, the next series we have coming up. Uh, It's called Empowered by the Spirit. Uh, We begin that series this coming Sunday, and we're going to focus on what happens when the Holy Spirit empowers the individual believer. We'll look in the book of Acts and trace some of the Christian leaders who were filled with the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, gifted by the Holy Spirit as a part of the work and the mission of the church. And we can learn a lot from, from that because all of us, when we come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we are given a gift from God. Uh, Back in Acts chapter 2 again, I love Acts. It's that great history book of the early church. In verse 38, uh, Peter had preached that first gospel sermon, and the people asked, they were convicted of their sin, and they asked Peter and the other apostles what they needed to do. And Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, don't get confused. He's not talking about gifts of the Spirit there, like like uh, gifts that God equips you to do and use in service. He's talking about the Holy Spirit himself being given as the gift that God gives you when you become a Christian. He said, this promise is for you and your children, for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. What he's saying is every Christ follower, when you're baptized into Christ, receives the indwelling presence of God himself in spirit. And the the scriptures tell us this is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that dwells in us now. And so we have a resource right there living in us all the time. It's God's presence in spirit indwelling us, empowering us, uh, dwelling with us. Our bodies are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can then empower us to follow God's will, to overcome temptation, to pray effectively, to witness boldly, to understand scripture, to cope with suffering. If you try to do those things on your own in your own power, friends, it's going to be exhausting and ineffective. It's, it's hard to hold on without tapping into that power source that's right there for every one of us. Now, the Bible says that the Word of God, Scripture, is the sword of the Spirit. It's the weapon and the tool that the Spirit uses. So if we're going to be led by the Spirit, it will come from His indwelling presence and through the Word that's already been revealed to us in the Bible. And as we read God's Word and study God's Word, the Spirit enables us to to understand and apply God's Word to our lives with the wisdom of God. And that gives us the power we need to live the life God is calling us to live. So I hope you'll join us beginning this Sunday in this series, uh, em- Empowered by the Spirit. Before we go today, I want to remind you of some things we've got going on here at Lakeshore. Uh, our services each Sunday at the Antioch campus. We have a service at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at the Smyrna campus. It's at 10 a.m. and we live stream them at 9. So we'd love for you to come and visit with us there or join us online if you're not local. Uh, But we also have some other things coming up. Uh, We have a a men's October gathering, uh, October the 14th. It's from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. out at Henry Horton State Park. Uh, For more information and to register, you can visit our website uh, at lakeshorechristian.com. Just click on that graphic for the men's October rendezvous, and you get more information and register there. We also encourage you to help us out with our Trunk or Treat event uh, we're going to be doing Trunk or Treat October the 21st at the Smyrna Campus and October the 28th at the Antioch Campus. It'll be from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. in the afternoon at both campuses. You can help us make this a great success by doing several things. One is, of course, we need people to donate candy. We already had some people bringing candy to the lobby of either campus there that we'll be using to give out at Trunk or Treat. We need people to uh, host a trunk. Uh, just bring your vehicle uh, parking in the parking in the parking lot and decorating it up Uh, And then giving out candy from the trunks. Uh, We have communities, uh, families, and children that will be coming to uh, have their kids enjoy being able to walk through and and get the candy and the other fun events that we're going to be having going on there. So if you could volunteer to do a trunk, that would be great. You can do that again at our website or at the kiosk in the lobby of either campus. You can sign up to do that. We also just need volunteers to help out uh, at the events uh, in other ways. So if you could volunteer... Just make sure you go to our website, click on that trunk or treat graphic, and you can volunteer for either campus there and how you can help out. We also need volunteers to help us in all of our ministries, so always look for those opportunities. If you want to look at serving with us in some way in some ministry, contact us at our church office and we'll direct you to the person that you need to connect with there. We have a welcome lunch coming up November the 5th at both campuses. Uh, We'll have registration set up for that this Sunday. We'd love for you, if you're new to Lakeshore, it's a great time to find out more about our church, ask any questions you might have, meet some of the staff. We'll provide lunch for you for free, but you do need to sign up in advance and choose which lunch option you would like to have. We want to thank you again for joining us today. It's always a joy to have you uh, be a part of our podcast, uh, share it with others, uh, and invite them to subscribe as well as we continue to connect, grow, and serve here at Lakeshore Christian Church.